This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Jane Philpott's resignation from Cabinet clearly demonstrates a government in total chaos, led by a disgraced Prime Minister, consumed with scandal, and focused only on his political survival. All right, well, it was Andrew Scheer just moments ago, and uh, needless to say, I guess they're going to dine out on this for the while until the next choose dropping and uh, Wednesday we've got Jerry Butts is going to say his piece the question though is is the real elephant in the room if you will Mike Van Solen I'll ask you uh, the Prime Minister uh, what does he do now with the solicitor client privilege that is still keeping a cap on the rest of what Jody Wilson-Raybould can say Uh, does he lift it if he doesn't lift it obviously there are implications to that how do you see it I see it that it would be devastating to the government to uh, let her speak freely because I think the next shoe. I mean, and this has been a footlocker store worth of <laughs> shoes that have fallen down here. Uh-huh. But uh, but the next shoe, I think, is whatever was said after she uh, was moved into Veterans Affairs. And I think the reason they haven't let her speak there is because it's it's devastating, it's incriminating, whether it's text or however it happened, because there was no reason to let her speak through the crucial time when she was Attorney General, what all happened, and then not to let her speak afterwards, unless it's devastating. Classic crisis communications would be to say, look, let's get this all out one day and deal with it. And they haven't done that because I think there's a uh, there's a bullet there that would uh, be right to the head of this government. Either that or it's amateur hour and they don't know how to deal with a crisis. Sometimes it can be both. But in this case, you know, it's one of those things where she in her testimony, Ms. Wilson-Raybould last week in her testimony, said that it wasn't unlawful to talk about the jobs. It wasn't unlawful to bring those up. It became where she felt it was pressure uh, was when you started bringing in he's the MP for Papineau, there's a Quebec election, those types of things. The question that I have of the not lifting solicitor-client privilege post her move from from um, Attorney General and Justice is, is there something post that moment and up until now, essentially, that could have ventured into that unlawful uh, part? Now, Cabinet was given a full debriefing by Ms. Wilson-Raybould when she was no longer a Cabinet member of what her truth was. And so to now start to see uh, the the two sides of it, the people like Ms. Philpott who have said, no, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. I'm not going to abandon my principles. We're not. I'm going to stick by Judy Wilson-Raybould. And then there's the rest of them. And the question is, what are, what kind of culpability are they going to have? How much accountability are they going to take going into this next campaign? And I don't think this goes away. It certainly is going to overshadow his budget that allegedly we're going to see on the 19th of, of March. Right, but that was Mike's point as well. I mean, this is one of those things where uh, it kind of obliterates all these other considerations. In fact, I just wanted to pivot on that and ask Adrian, because we've also had the deputy commissioner of the OPP fired today. Oh, Seems like it's going to be small. Up until four hours ago, that was my front page. That's what I was going <laughs> to ask. You see, this, this is the way the news moves, and it just uh, obliterates that story as well. Well, but insofar as that whole deal is concerned, if I've got it right, the Deputy Minister of Community Safety, Mario DiTomaso, uh, made the decision to fire Blair. Uh, this is Brad Blair. He said because he was uh, citing internal police correspondence, he sent him a note on December 28th saying, stop that. You know, you're going public with stuff that should be confidential. So in effect, he says, well, he cannot continue in that position. I'm reading that as a sort of form of insubordination. How do you see it? Well, I think that there's an element of that. And um, I read the letter as well 
And it would sort of seem that that's what they're implying is that there was a level of the it was insubordinate to provide all of the information that was provided to him, to Blair, um, through the junior officers um, during the time in which they were uh, the premier's um, direct detail. And so that looked like a bit of sour grapes. And he probably shouldn't have shared that that bit of information. Um, I said sour grapes, didn't I? That seems to come up a lot in this sort of story, does it not? Mm. Uh, But look, I I'm. Don't know if this was the right move. I don't know if this was necessary, but it sounds like um, Mr. Blair uh, crossed the line. Those details pro- should not have been given out. That information should have been kept, um, especially the operational stuff. And that's where, for me, it really got um, very dicey with what he what Blair was talking about. So was it the right move? Probably. Uh, Does it add more sort of um, fuel on the fire that the Ford government is interfering? That also is true. But this is, um, you know, the premier should feel confident with those that are are protecting him and those that are that are around him and those that are serving in those ranks. Well, you know, Sylvia Jones, who's a deputy minister or the actual minister of community safety, said that the OPP commissioners and deputy commissioners are ordering council appointments who serve at the pleasure of the government. In other words, it's kind of like Comey with Trump. Right. Trump had every right to fire the guy, and it's being ginned up as somehow an obstruction of justice. But if you serve at the pleasure of, that, where's the confusion here? That's, yeah, no, that's the deal. That's the job. Uh, and you sign on to that when you when you take it. You know, they also, um, you know, part of the criminal code uh, under which the Police Service, Service Act falls expressly says you can't communicate with media without permission. You, you know, I think it's clear he violated that. There was an independent process. The the Public Service Commission uh, looked at this matter in consultation with the OPP. And uh, unfortunately, I suppose for Mr. Blair, uh, he's out uh, as a result. Kim, I mean, uh, again, on the face of it, uh, look, uh, I get where Blair might have been, you know, a little peeved that he was overlooked or stepped over. Actually, somebody had emailed me earlier saying all the guy had to do was wait. Tavnert's coming in, maybe a three-year tenure. He's gone. Blair assumes the position. Just, you know, be a little patient rather than firing off. He got a little petulant and prickly. He may have been petulant and prickly, or he also may have just been a whistleblower. And there is also, you know, this is not a premier that takes well to whistleblowers. This is not a premier that takes well to leaks. Uh, But what we did have, what we have been seeing coming out of the OPP, some of those leaks have included that uh, the job description was reconfigured to be more favorable to Mr. Tavner. All of, you know, the plans for the the, 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 the swivel chair and the couch for the the, way, the the premier's van. And look, nobody's disputing the premier needs to get around the province. He disputes the fact but, that it was but he, uh, he tried this to customized fr- van and everything. I mean, that was, uh, you right. know. He, he tried to make it seem like he was getting a really good deal and it's fine. I think... The general public was was more that this seemed a little more advanced than the premier had played it, and I think that's where it gets a little dicey. I think that there is there may be some insubordination, but that's always the call that somebody says when they don't like the information that's coming out of a leak. All right. We'll come back. Uh, there is some straight-up news coming out of the city council, and the mayor and the budget chief have been looking at uh, increases to taxes, saying they're keeping a line on inflation uh, We'll see how the panel feels if they're buying that particular spin. Adrian Batra, Mike Van Sol, and Kim Wright continue on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.